Good evening to the nations tonight. Welcome. It's such a pleasure and a great honor to be here tonight. Um, I feel tonight the foundation has been laid so powerfully. Um, Pastor Honey has delivered a thought-provoking word since I've adopted for now the word let us think. I just think that for the first 40 years of my life, all I knew was let us pray. And I've come to realize that prayer is good, but it's a fluke. I found one thing that is not a fluke. It's called seed. Prayer is a fluke because you do pray, right? And I don't need to prove anything logically. Just think about everyone that has ever said to you, let us pray. And tell yourself, if you are 20, 30 years ahead of you by age, tell yourself the truth. Is that what you want to be like? So let us for a minute use, let us think. So P.O. as late, you have to increase that a bit and you have to heart it has to be from the heart. I can rely on what you guys are doing before I walk with this. Thank you. So it's a powerful foundation. A little bit more, that would help me. Then we'll start reducing it as I catch my breath. Uh -huh. So I'll play a song as well. So don't play the sleep music. Just You just worship for me. Just hear that. That would work. So it's been powerful and also it was a powerful word I was listening to a preacher on TV yesterday I mean of course preacher from us and I have forgotten that he's part of us well he was preaching powerfully that was PK I forgot because he's too big we don't look that big so it was the size with Akas and Blanca shed and I thought this is no this is this that redeemed stuff but they don't preach like that but this one is powerful but this face wow that's not us <laughs> that's not us looks at least not the first to second generation isn't it pastor faith not the first or second gen we don't look like that and say so you guys have a look yes we do so isn't that pressure on people well, there are other places to go to. There are like five billion churches in the world. Have a look, right? Yes, we do. Isn't it, Abba? We do have a look. The first look we wear is confidence. Then we need certain bodies as well. Uh, so we have a look. We hedge backward. Is that a thing? No? Yes? We age backward. So, that's just to set you for the night. Are you ready for the word? I say, I feel uncomfortable. Those are hard words. I don't know if to laugh or not to laugh. Do whatever you like. Cry, laugh, um, weep, jump, rejoice, be sad. It doesn't matter. P.U. has said it tonight. Even if the word is in Satan, it's still the word. <laughs> So I want tonight to be a very relaxing night. I want you to relax. And of course, you know, when you hear the word relax, it means sit on the hedge. 
Uh, sit on the edge, relax, do what you make tonight. And I don't want to, I want to make this as simple as possible. And Pierre has said tonight, you've got to listen to the word from the position of rest. The position of rest means that the word like two-edged sword pierces the bones and the marrows, divides the right from the wrong, set what is right right and so some of us have come to a place of what i call covenant with right you see right is not always going to be rewarding but you have a covenant with it the covenant with right means that you've come to a place where you understand that the world likes to be lied to but you can't be bothered to and you are willing to damn the consequence of truth it's what it is and I want you to be confident in this confidence that I've got this confidence that you see all of us or perhaps almost all of us we were preached into this current prosperity and so if I don't have confidence in any other thing I've got confidence in the fact that most of your leaders and some people I preach them into where they are today. So I've got the capacity to preach them into the next level. So I've got no doubt or reliance on a system or a person. Pio said it tonight. There was no Bible in the beginning. So I want to start you up on something tonight so that I can get your mind and mind focused on these five commandments, not the ten not the other 600 plus that Moses heard. It is five. Be fruitful. Multiply. Replenish the earth. Subdue it and have dominion. It is not a suggestion. It is not an advice. It is not a fluke. It is not, well, maybe some of us are created not to have dominion. The moment you're created not to, have a not to have dominion, you are a cat. As in, you're no longer human. As far as every human is concerned, that's what they were created for. Do you understand that? If you are not created for that, then you are less than human. If that's not what you're called to be, then you're less than human. So when God wanted to write the first Bible, he wrote on mud. That Bible became flesh. That is Adam. So when you hear words like the prayer we're going to learn part of tonight. When you hear words like let your kingdom come. You're saying let Adam come. Let there be rebirth of the man whose only command was be fruitful. And so there is no excuse for fruitlessness. We said on Sunday about the multiplying man. There is no excuse because if you're not fruitful, you're not human. And that's not silly childbirth. And the reason it's actually, now you can start going low. You have to go low systematically. Not logically, systematic. That means you are now preaching. So you have to be in the spirit. I'm sure you can handle that, right? Because you really helped me. You see, I don't worship before I uh, preach anymore. That's stress. But I, I woke up. I've got an agreement with God. He said, instead of being attacking and abusing, just let me walk this with you and use it to walk something in your life for the better you that we all dream of. So I'm walking with him. And so I have to superimpose. 
I don't know how last how long that arrangement will last. It can collapse by Sunday, but it's a merciful God, according to Nigerians. <laughs> yeah, the Nigerians said, said this choir was singing uplifting song and this pastor stopped them. This song was actually uplifting me. I said, yeah, because you and them, you are in the same place because by the time they came to uplift you from the goddamn hell you and your pastors are in on Sunday, we were already seated far above principalities and power. So before you people reach us, I'm just saying where you are to uplift you from there is mad. You are in the trenches of hell, below hell. You went church on Sunday, so that's if you go to church on a Sunday morning in Nigeria, you go below hell, a place where Satan dreads to reach. So talking about it was uplifting me. Yeah, right. It wasn't uplifting you. You were too low. We were ready. Okay, that's not an attack, right? Anyways. So he prays the prayer. Let your kingdom come. The replacement of Adam with dominion. Can I then, because of who we are, we're still on leadership on strategy and strategy. Pio said when he listens to the word, he hears a pity on finance. And the easiest thing we can describe prosperity or dominion with, easiest quickest example is money there are other things but how many other things can you even remember guys like money is the quickest example so before someone say well you know I may not be created to make billions I agree but you've got to tell me exactly what it is but I agree sincerely now there was no record of Jesus being a billionaire there was no record of Paul being a billionaire. But you can tell many things, right? There was just no record. If they were, we don't know. I said, well, if this was Jesus, what do you think he would be doing? Um, I think he would be walking from Galilee to Nazareth. You understand? Like, you know why they ask those questions? Why are you driving a Lamborghini? If this was Jesus, what will he do? He will be walking from Galilee to Nazareth. So, what exactly am I supposed to do? Go to Galilee or Nazareth? It doesn't exist anymore. You fool and your foolish God. It doesn't exist anymore. So, what do you mean if this was Jesus, what will he do? Galilee to Nazareth. I wouldn't say, well, it would be Mayfair and then go to Parkland. It didn't exist in his days. It takes very little to not be foolish. Very little. So, I don't exactly know if they quantify if they have bank accounts. I don't think they do. He said, was Jesus a billionaire? I said, well, uh, Forbes has not listed him. So I didn't say, so, oh, wow. I said, yeah, because maybe because there was no Forbes. He said, well, um, Jesus show off like this. He said, um, there was no Instagram. So I wouldn't know what Jesus so those of you who have the band, um, wristband what would Jesus do with Instagram we don't know what he would do if he would take selfie with Mary and the people with a gold chain we don't know we simply don't know so how do you know what he will do in a modern world 
What will he do? So we've got to completely sign our divorce paper with religion and embrace real spirituality, which is just the word. So he was going to write the first Bible. Back to my story. And in that first Bible, the place to write it is what matters. He did not write it on paper. He wrote it on mud. A commodity that is inexpensive. Not scarce at all. But by the time he finished writing, this mud will become flesh because it does not matter how much we think if you don't do the thought tomorrow morning or after service tonight it's still just mud so in the mind of God who is the ultimate creator he had a thought in mind what was the thought to take the earth what is going to be the manifestation to create a format to write a law to raise a standard now every other standard before then was inferior to the standard he's about to raise what standard is he going to raise man he had angels there were animals there were four rivers in eden there was gold there there was every good thing in eden however in order to take over he needed the best of the best man do you realize this scripture you've got to look for this who is man that you visit him or the son of man that you pay attention to him for a little while you've made him lower than elohim it calls him elohim there when english translated it he said um, he said angel man was never lower than angel if man was he would have turned to angels and told them to have dominion there's no God without servants so there were angels it gets simpler increase that a bit please if you don't mind tell me please Psalm 8 verse 4 tell me what is man that you are mindful they, of him we were speaking the angels were in amazement of your kind concerned because angels were made with accurate perfection they were accurate the detailing of God is on angels when he made the angel the tempter I will just limit the word to the tempter the one you call Satan or the one you call um, the devil. When he made him, it was precise. The cutting of the stone, everything. It, was, it made him, uh, every part of him was a musical instrument. So rebellion is not going to come from the Antichrist, Pastor Toby, with a ring in his hand, like P.O. said. I've seen videos, someone sent me, said, that's the end time Antichrist, me. Said, but uh, you, you didn't back that up with the resources they said they will have. Like, okay, Christ, if I'm your anti, like, can you release the resources? And let's really, if we're going to do this, let's really do it. Because if I'm on that side, I'm going to mess things up on this side a lot. You know, we're going to, it's going to be head to head. I'm not going to be one leg in hell and one leg in heaven. It's going to be fully. 
So still looking at me like, oh, this is a hell guy. No, no, it's going to be a full thing. Like, I'm going to be there fully. So I'm certainly, I don't think I am. We'll find out with whatever resources come next. You know, there's a kind of resources God blesses people with and Christians will just say, imagine a Christian sit down and say, this is too much for our Christ. Like, this is Satan. As in, you actually give the, the, the glory to Satan so only Illuminati can do this. Satan cannot cause trouble in your life. Let's just get this thing settled. In Isaiah 45 or 48, it says, I, the Lord, create light and darkness. So every church or gathering that tells you this is Satan working, so you have to fight him, is just commercial. It's anti scripture, but that's not my issue tonight. Believe what you may. Tell me now, let's go for our thoughts tonight. What is man that you are mindful of him? He's looking at man. Satan was created with precision. In other words, precision is not your key to dominion. So you've seen this lady, she thinks because she's beautiful, she, she would have everything. No, that's precision. You see this guy, he says, I'm handsome, I look well, so I should be this when he speaks. Or when they speak, de uh, depending on how low the people they are talking to, they say, wow, it's because of the lowness of those who they are talking to. You only say well based on your exposure as well, right? It looks at that precision and it thinks there is nothing I'm not. People cheat you with precision, precision of look. That doesn't mean you become none of our look. We are in this world, we are in flesh, right? The precision of words. But the, the man standing in front of you has not become a man made by God. So whatever his precision is, is going to lead him only to rebellion. Talent without the word leads to rebellion. Good look without the word leads to rebellion. But the word does not take good look from you. It just attaches it to the right thing. It does not take being handsome or beautiful from you. The word attaches it to the right thing. It does not take your talent from you. It attaches it to the right thing. The word, purpose, the five commandments. So if you've ever heard of the ten commandments before, tonight I'm not saying to abolish it more than what Jesus said. I'm not saying to forget about it more than what Jesus said. So I'm not going above what, pardon me, what Christ said. He actually said he fulfilled it. And someone said, well, you know, the fifth commandment is obey your father and your mother and the Lord so that your days will be long. Jesus fulfilled it. I don't even know how. The day he fulfilled it is his mother said, come out. He said, I'm not coming. You are not my mother. That's the fulfillment of the fifth commandment, by the way. I'm just saying so I'm not teaching you anything above what he done. What would Jesus do? That's mom telling you what would Jesus do. Say, so you know what Jesus will actually do? Yeah. When you came to call me on phone at the, at the what time? Jesus will say, hello, she's not my mom. That's exactly what Jesus is going to do. 
How do you know that's what it's going to do? Because that's what it did. But if you're asking me if you would drive Rolls Royce, it didn't exist. But mothers existed then. So I know what it would do on that. I don't know if he will go to Arkansas or Sexy Fish. I don't know his preference, if he's going to be Chinese or... What I know for sure is anywhere there is shortage of alcohol, what will he do? Because you can only go by what is done. Sorry, I'm just saying. Nothing outside of scriptures is going to annoy Christians. No, no, I don't want to lose my train of thought. So remind me what I wanted to say when I said, well, if you remember, tell me, Pastor Faith. What is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you visit him? Every talent, every gifting, every ability that is detached from the word leads to rebellion. Now, this is the issue with rebellion. It does not mean that it doesn't pay off on the short run. It destroys on the long run. So there is actually no way to know if something is for and from God except being a man of the word is the only way to discern because everything looks the same. Do you understand these things? So when we get there tonight, then we're going to define. So we, the church as it is today cannot actually see the full power of God, the full prosperity power of God because you see, that thing is detached from the word and it enters a space called rebellion driven by ambition and not kingdom. Why is it not being blessed therefore? Because it is not, it is not word. And what is the, the manifestation of the blessing? Dominion, not cathedral. Do you understand that? So some of us must be willing to push the limit. And that limit does not come without a battle. It does not come in, in a haste. It has to be set on obeying just the five commandments. The obedience to the five commandments means that's the only thing you think. Fruitfulness. So if you're in the nation family and you had not gone back home to study or you clock that your leader has not actually studied what fruitfulness means, then I can tell why your family is barren. Be fruitful. You've got to not just listen to what Pity said about it. You've got to study it as it relates to your current life. Otherwise, if you're a Pentecostal Christian or any kind of Christian for that matter, if you grew up in church for that matter, when you hear fruitful, you think about kids. They didn't have a kid until they fell. The story of Eden is not three days. What does multiply mean? What does replenish mean? I love replenish. Do you, do you want to read the meaning of it? I, let me just hang on that for a minute. I've got little time tonight, right? Because I'm, I'm going to valuation. That's where I want to go to tonight. Valuation and seed sowing. That's, that's my end game. But I love the word replenish because... Actually, let's read the definition first. Go on, Daniela. To fill or build up again. Do you see the word to fill? 
You'll see why I want you to, to understand replenish. Read it properly now, like a proper person. Second definition, sir. Uh uh. First one, you are going to read that properly. You're going to the second Adam. Finish first Adam. To fill or build up again. He has to use the word again. The, the commandment to replenish was why we were never afraid of losing people in the church because you're supposed to replenish and fill up again. If you're not emptied out, how do you replenish? Ah, you didn't hear me. The law of seed is to test your ability to obey the commandment of replenishing. So don't tell me someone or some people left your fellowship. The moment someone is misbehaving in the house, in the church, I'm just seeing opportunity for replenishment. For those who have come, and don't forget that these five commandments are in thought first. The place where it said you shall obey the Lord your God. It said you should obey the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. To obey with all your mind is to first know, please, ask anyone who grew up in the Pentecostal or Orthodox Church where you ever thought the first five commandments. It did not give them the Ten Commandments until the fall of man. So how can you still be in a church, listen to a pastor who talks about the, the, the Ten Commandments? What is the Fifth Commandment in the Ten? Don't look at me, guys. If you don't know it, look for it. I'm going to get the answer from Livingstone. It's now they're looking at me and say, oh, we're about to sing a song. Going. So that's why we're not answering in the spirit. There's no song to say, you will answer me tonight. I need you to know the word. Oh, yeah. Living. Don't worry. I'm just playing with you. What's the fifth commandment? Honor thy father and thy mother. There are only five commandments. The number five was specifically placed there to draw you back to the institution of fatherhood that gave the first five commandments, which is replenish the earth, subdue it. Uh, so you're telling me the father is talking about is the one who just felt like having sexual intercourse and gave birth. That's the one to honor. Most of you growing up in this country, the father that birthed you, can you honor him? A guy who impregnated your mom and can't take care of his own girl child disappears. Says, honor that one. Really? That guy? Let me tell you, whatever you honor multiplies in your life. is only going to reproduce his freaking kind. I don't want to use the other word. But it's in your imagination. Honor who? This one. A man who lived across the road from his kids. And has no passion for them. But some say, well, but my own dad is not like that. If he's talking about that generally, it doesn't matter what your own dad did. Dad is dad. It's the same law. It's the same person. It gives us as number five prophetically, specifically to draw us back to the real father. The one that birthed Adam brought him out of the ground and the first voice he heard was be fruitful. These are commandments. This is the father to honor. The one who taught you dominion. Replenish. Okay, go to the second definition. Thank you. To restore. Do you understand that? Why it was the fifth commandment? 
I preach fake gospel, fake gospel around about honor this guy, honor that guy. He, if he's not the one who taught me dominion, replenishment, subdue the earth, he's just a good guy. He's a good man who I respect. He's a good guy. Very good guy. I shouldn't disrespect. But you see, honor. It belongs elsewhere. Respect belongs to every... You must respect everyone who is elderly in your life. Who is of certain age. Must respect. As a matter of fact, you must respect everyone. But you see, honor. You must choose where to sow it. It's a seed. tells me about their father and I won't tell what their father or dad does they said but the Bible says honor your father I said let me tell you who to honor Satan go sow your honor to Satan if you don't if you can't find where to go and put it put it with Satan forget that guy nothing is going to happen don't compare to him better put it where it belongs at least anyway never mind you were reading something. Definition of replen replenish, sir. And someone said, well, you know, uh, we can forgive our father even though they didn't do us well. I, you've got to forgive everyone. And you have to do that 70 times, seven times. However, there are people who offend more than that in a day. There, are one, there is an offense that is more than 70 times seven. It's like 451. So you just say, that's it. You've done 70 times 7. No more forgiveness. It's as simple. Exactly what Jesus did, you know. Um, and I can give example. But let's, let's go on with this. I really need you to understand replenishment because sowing is emptying to test if your commandment to replenishment has increased. You as a person, as a leader... You can't have someone that you're overly attached to. A time comes to sow anybody. It is those people that would have come to understanding enough to know, ah, you're not sowing me. I'm a seed here. So if we're not attached to someone, we're not being called. We're just saying, you know, you, you're an adult. When she starts saying to someone, you're an adult, it means, guy, let me see your better version. Because the commandment is replenish the earth. So read it again, please, man. Start from number one, go to number two. I need to quickly move. To fill or build up again. So what if you've lost something? Replenish. Don't, don't say I had two million before. Replenish. Don't say things where it's not even a language for this house. There's nothing like things there was there was something here before in abundance. Replenish. It is not a suggestion. It's not an advice. It's a commandment. And guess what they used to do to those who fluke the commandment, those who didn't obey the commandment so those days. They stoned them. So imagine now Jesus gives us another system into stoning. 
somebody's going to stone anyone now, right? Jesus gives us another commandment it's to stone him. He said, I am the true vine. My father is the gardener. Any branch in me that bears fruit, does a tree, so a tree, is it blessed because it gives fruit or because it retains fruit? Would you look at how good a tree is because it holds on to the fruit it bears so hard that no matter what you do, you can't pluck it? No, because it gives it and it becomes seed again and then it becomes fruit again and then it becomes seed again. It's like when the, when the tree, the, if, in fact, for every normal tree, a time comes that you don't even have to pluck the fruit. It gives it off. It falls off because it's saying this fruit is too ripe. Hey, are you listening to me tonight? I'm still going to the first hand. It gives it away so that the earth is like the tree calls the earth for seed. The tree tells the earth, can you please take this because we need normal humans to consume the fruit. So I tell people, well, how do I put this tonight? Help me with this spirit. But anyways, never mind. Go on, man. Second definition. If you remind me of the never minds, then I'll tell you. Second definition. To restore a stock or supply to a former level or condition. Read it again, man. To restore. To restore. A stock or so supply. Do you see the mindset of God when he was writing the first Bible? The old first Bible was no more than five commandments. As in, if you found the first Bible from their, let's say they are Genesis and Revelation, it is just five things there. So I discovered the reason why Christians don't manifest nothing is that they have this big bunch of book. And you ask the old man, he can quote it. This guy dances in church because he said Jehoshaphat danced when he was going to war. That's fine. Go and join the army and start dancing, you little freak. Go and start dancing in Ukraine. And say, Jesus will protect you. will see what would happen to you. Sickness in the church. Hit this church setting, man. I, I can't tell you how much I do. But we will get the opportunity to bite them hard one day. But anyways... To, so look at the mindset of God in creation of man. Did you see walk here? It is full walk. Like in creation, he's telling man, you know why we made you? And I've only taken one commandment tonight. So I'm first saying forget the ten. Forget all the commandment that you were raised on. Do you know after Moses gave his own commandment, ten which he first, was the first one to break it. Yeah. After I gave 10, then they built another 720 something. Then they built another, it's, it was endless. Look at all those commandments. Now come to your own family, your little family. Do you know how many commandments your dad and mom added to the already one billion? Then they added the, you know the commandment of in my own culture, 
There's a commandment of after all the laws of Moses, which we can't, we are still struggling with. The guy who wrote it is dead. He didn't do 10 of it. Moses, he didn't do 10. He's gone. Left us with a headache. And when in my own culture, when you're then growing up, listen to commandment. So don't give someone something with a left hand. It's adding to the fifth commandment the, and the already complicated, cumbersome, endless commandment. But don't give someone. So I still find myself obeying that freak law today. Like it's just hand. Same fingers. So I realized I want to give someone something. Then I quickly change it to the right and they programmed me. You know what happened on Sunday? I said, I'm going to use this. You know, I'm, I was talking about in church, yeah, uh, on Sunday, in church or whatever you guys do. I was talking and I was messing up the oil stuff, anointing oil stuff, yeah. Not knowing at the same time in my dust church, someone has had hair problem. And they've gone to put anointing oil in the hair. That's how the thing went, boom, boom, it's blown. I think the person is now permanently deaf. <laughs> seriously like I didn't you wonder so how did you find out because you don't talk to there's a little family group chat and we've got my senior sister who is trying her best to be rebellious against system watch the service and said you won't believe what happened today they won't let you they won't want you to know this but it did happen just saying I'm trying to say Oh, to the person, like, oh, oh, the person said, no, no, he should be, she or she should be deaf. This is an adult who submitted him or herself to foolishness. And if you're deaf, you're deaf. That means there's nothing for you to hear. I'm going to put oil. So I think there was a fire burning there. So it's like atomic bomb. So you've now put some oil. So there's a combustion of some sort. That's how the drum just packed up. What's just saying, hey, you, me, you won't hear me no more. When the same thing, they said, but there's also someone who just took his own delivery, international delivery, it's my sister's friend, of oil. I said, okay, in that case, I don't mind that. He's a businessman. He's going to sell it to the churches. He's the major supplier of churches. That's money. So I said, in that case, there should not for just their local church, for churches around. I said, that's fine then. I don't mind that. That's a money thing. I hope he, if he uses the oil, he won't have sense to be selling it. He's going to deafen the guy's ears. Destroy his eardrums. But he deserves it. He should be deaf. He said, that's so cold. It's not cold. If someone said, let me pour oil into your ears. Say, is this medical? Is this advisable medically? Just take this silly hair to the clinic. <laughs> I, I don't think that's a big deal, right? Just take it to the clinic down the road. Anyways, that's fine. When, when the mind becomes hydro. It plays with all manners of laws. So they taught us the law 
And imagine as liberating, self-liberating as I am or think I am, somehow it is still difficult to give people things with left hand. But I, I learned that before I was seven. But it's a freak law. It's not true. It is hopeless. It is not, it's neither logical or inspiring. It is not respect. It is nothing. I'm just adding some laws to the laws of Moses. Why am I doing that? So that you can simplify your life to the five laws. Then after that, they had the law of prostrated. Now, for me now, and for your leaders, is choice. When we were thought it is law. Laws are not suggestions. It means if you don't do it, you are to be stoned. If you do it, you are to be honored. That's why it is not a suggestion. It's a law. Now, in your own different families, you can imagine or you can remember, recall the things that were handed to you as laws. Someone said, well, my parents were not that strict. They didn't add laws. Uh, what about the law of poverty in your family? That's so why when you started trying, they said, um, what are you doing? So before you say, oh, you were local. No, no, no. Well, okay, so I say, well, there was no love. But what about the love mediocrity? I want to train you. Said, okay, sir, father. That the real training of a child is you start from McDonald's. <laughs> said, but I don't like waking up in the morning to go to work. Said, is a law. As a hardworking young man, you have to do that. Well, then you found out that people can be gamers and they can stay all night just gaming and sleep all morning. It means it's, it's not a real law. It was fabricated. So we can't, so imagine now they ask Jesus, the people who are the custodians of the law now, the guys who actually make people obey the law. Their names are the Pharisees on the Sadducees. In case you're imagining what that means, it means your mom's pastor and your dad's pastor and your, your pastors. Yeah? So in case you're trying to say, oh, what does a Pharisee look like? Him. Sadducee. Sad always. Sad, you see. Pharisee. Far, you see. Those are the guys. You know, when you went to your mom's church and the pastor is preaching, you're so far from him. That's a Pharisee. And then the aunties will always correct you. Sad. You see? That's them. So don't think about some robes. It doesn't matter. That's them. Jesus said, you see these guys? They have a specialty. You know what they do? They go extra miles to make disciples for themselves. When they make these disciples, they then heap on them burdens that they themselves cannot carry. I wish you find me that scripture. Do you see 
growing up, and I'm going to go, hopefully I go back to my line of thought. I need to go back to replenish, so remind me. When we're growing up, I realized that we wouldn't even have left Christianity to join some club or gang or stuff if not for the amount of burden that was heaped on us. I pride in the fact that I fasted as a child. Three days. It's good discipline, but it's not spirituality. So it wasn't even the act that they sold to us. It was the why. So as a normal person, you just grow up not to want to fast for like 10 days. Your body says, that's not what I was. I was your body was made to eat. Your mind was made to control what you hear. Your spirituality has nothing to do with all of that. So imagine, not until now, people started fasting to lose weight. Then we close. Okay, that's what fasting was for all this while. It's not to connect God. I fasted so I started to see the angel. When you don't eat... You're going to see all sorts. If you're in Nigeria, except for one or two churches, I beg you, don't go to church. Don't. Or if you're African, don't go to church in African church. Go to like Church of England. Where if, you, if you've decided a mediocre life, they'll send your kid into a good secondary school. And that's all you'll ever be. you look for how to sign your kids. At least do that and do something good for yourself. Go to church. What are they going to tell you? What are they going to tell you? What's going to happen? How did I get into that? Oh yeah, of course. So they go extra man. Look at this. Jesus actually said it crossed them out. The Pharisees and the Sadducees are the only people Jesus ever cursed out. But for someone to tell me Jesus doesn't curse, it's not true. It did it for a protracted period of time in the Bible. Yeah? A lot. And so would Jesus ever use the F word? It didn't exist. So he used the worst one that existed in his day. It's called woe. I don't know if if it's represented by the middle finger, but I do know it's one of the fingers. It could have been the pinky finger, but woe is just woe. You understand the woe? Can we define woe, please? We're going to go for this spiritual thing tonight. Please look for the definition of woe before we read it. Thank you. Thank you, Francis. You just did the middle finger with thank you and say how can you ask a definition of woe because in the bible it's there we're just interpreting scriptures it's in a barrel come on guys a condition of deep suffering Please finish it. 
a condition of deep suffering. Are you ready to read the scriptures? Thank you. From misfortune, affliction, or grief. Read the scripture now, please. Then Jesus said to the crowds and to his disciples, The teachers of the law and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. So you must be careful to do everything they tell you. But do not do what they do, for they do not practice what they preach. They tie up heavy, cumbersome loads and put them on other people's shoulders. Do you see the word tie up? I thought you are going to read scripture of what to you Pharisees. Uh, if I were you and you're as dramatic as me, that's where I would start from after that definition. So please, reread the definition. Thank you. A condition, a condition of deep suffering thank you. from misfortune, Bless you. affliction uh -huh. or grief. Thank you. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees. Thank you. It looks at them, it looks at them and said, I wish upon you a condition of permanent what? Of deep suffering. Of deep suffering. You know, suffering alone is mad. Huh? <laughs> suffering itself is mad. Deep suffering is mad. Then it said misfortune. So, you know, I how do I say this without sounding vulgar? In Yoruba, the most abusive word, you won't even hear it from me, is called Olori Buruku. They call they do that word. I've never you've never heard that from me. I'm just quoting Jesus. It was it means misfortune. That's, imagine Jesus calls the Pharisees. It's a deep Yoruba word that you don't even use, but the people use it all the time when they are frustrated with a person. You've never heard it from me. I stay away from such word as much as people think I can be um, irrational. I still don't say it. Jesus looks at the um, Pharisees and says, a condition of deep suffering and misfortune. That's the word I just said. Uh-huh. Finish it. Affliction or grief. <laughs> Imagine he's looking at the pastors, the Pharisees. Yeah. Pharisees are like some very honorable big boys. He looks at them and says, Woe to you. A condition of deep suffering and misfortune. And what? Affliction. An affliction. Or grief. Or grief. So if you were a Pharisee, would you choose the F word or this one? <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just trying to size up your... I think the Pharisees say, okay, swear on us the modern way. This one is deep. The, good, the funny and good thing is I've not stepped out of the... You believe in the Bible, right? And I do. I've not stepped out of it. I'm just reading what is there. But look at this. To tell you that when it looks at the religious leaders, this is how Christ considers them. He said, the reason why I'm saying word to you is you go the extra mile you travel over land and sea. Have you seen the Pharisees and the Sadducees traveling around the world? I'm going to have a program in America for healing. Another one in Japan. 
they travel land and sea to win a single convert. Because, you know, in those traveling, you do know that betting is not coming. If they like, they can hold the healing crusade in Otto Stadium. Betting is not coming. Um, the people who need to change in the communities is not coming. It's the same people. So he said, in all the 20 billion people gathered, you probably win one single convert. After spending one billion, you get one convert. One unfortunate person walks in and believes your lies. You win one convert, and when you've succeeded, you make them twice as much a child of hell as you are. What do you think the Pharisees are? They were the teachers of the of the word before Christ came. They were the ones people followed. But he, he asks, what do you make them into? Have you ever met anyone as judgmental as Christians before? They are children of hell. That's what they are. They, they were turned into that by their Pharisees and their Sadducees. Why am I saying this? They took the laws of Moses and added their tradition. Do you understand that? That's why I started with the home I grew up with. I started with our background. The law. So the Pharisees actually took the laws of Moses and then they took their traditions and they tied these things up, presented to people as the laws of God and scripture then says, Christ says through scriptures, the only result of that is that they make them twice as much a child of hell. That's why I have to say war to you. But you see, the mobs, the people were with the Pharisees and the Sadducees. A place where some of us are still hard. The place where... A, a, a devolving community like Nigeria has dedicated their lives to. They dedicated their lives to the Sadducees and the Pharisees. They are twice as children of hell as their general overseers. I wonder how does that concern me tonight? The laws. Now we have to go back to the five laws. We have to think just on the five laws. Most of the things you think about are the laws from your society. Your home is like looking at someone and saying, why did you marry? So, oh, should I not marry? I, said, I didn't say you shouldn't. I said, why? They said, why? Because now you want to use me to be settling quarrel now. For the next 50 years, we're going to be settling quarrel. You're going to go for marriage counseling. Imagine marriage counseling before a person gets married. Married. Like, you know, we used to do that. They have to come for talk for like five weeks. Included in it is how do you press your toothpaste from the middle or from the bottom? I never did that. I may not a child of hell. And, I, I, and I'm, those who did it, it's the order of a church, so I'm not saying they are wrong. They also just inherited BS. But something in me knew this is not right because if you can't, if you can't have two different toothpastes, 
that you don't even know where who presses it from. You probably should not marry. Poverty has sunk you deep. You are finished. It's a terrible mindset. You shouldn't even know each other. The pastor should have said, you go your way, go and walk. And you go your way. If you Like it's toothpaste. If you can't have toothpaste that you don't know where your wife presses it from, middle or bottom, if you can't. So we clock that the matter is not toothpaste. They are just children of hell. Angry anyways. Because that marriage is predicated upon Pharisees and Sadducees. It became a law. And they neglect the real first five commandments. So I wonder what is in your life or mine that are Pharisees and Sadducees and then the laws of men added up into our lives and these burdens were given to us. I'm still coming to the real burden now because there's always going to be a burden. Because without discipline, there is no success. And I said, well, you know, my business is not just working. Things don't seem working. Look at the, I look at this person's life critically and said, you just, you just lack discipline. That's all. And when you lack discipline, you're going to blame Satan for everything. You're going to say, Satan, I had a dream. Then I say, you know, we used to believe this. We actually believed it. And said, so there's someone every day he wants to do something good. He would have a dream overnight. If that dream is like this, then when they wake up, things go left. You lazy freak. Get the hell out and go and cross the dot. I'm going to be using that word for a minute. Go and cross the dot and work hard and push the deal through. It was in my dream someone appeared and then when I said, oh my days, you don't know what I've gone through. We, I was abused as a pastor. So if you are thinking why well, I'm this angry, I was abused by congregation. Abusive people would just use you and after they are true, they'll just walk away. This woman, you've done seven weeks of deliverance. No, no, you don't understand. There is like, I went to um, the clinic yesterday for um, some treatment, right? Lady Jo. She sent me aftercare. Only problem is, when the message came in, everything I was not supposed to do was right in front of me. He said, don't drink for a week. Like, there's a whole bottle there. Don't eat this. Don't. It was just there. Imagine the law was coming in when I was eating. I said, this law is late. It's like, it's like the law Moses brought down from the mountain. Everything they brought down, the girls already spent 40 days. They're already doing it. You just say, oh, come on. If you've told us before, God was trying to tell them, I'm not trying to deal with you on laws written on paper. I just thought you should know what is right. Not knowing that the moment Israel, God was talking to Israel, Israel already made up their mind. When I leave Lady Joe, I'm just, I'm just, I've had enough for today. I'm just going to sit down, go drink. I mean Coke or whatever. I'm just going to go drink. I've had enough from everybody asking me for stuff. So it's only one way out. So because God could not trust them to hear the word, he had to write tablet for them. <laughs> you didn't hear that. I, only, I wish that you write that down either now or when you 
then think about it in three years time then you will it will hit you like a thunder slap how to write them papers because they could not hear him but that was easily broken so these pharisees i was just saying that when we grew up in these pharisees gave us so much laws you know a typical church in africa in nigeria let me just stay with nigeria a typical church in nigeria by the time the year is ending or starting their reasonable members are in panic for slap you with like 100 days of fasting evil stuff will first slap you and most times i'm telling you now i grew up there most times the day the 100 days fasting is ending or the 30 days fasting come and see evil no no you know what evil means if their pastor just lost uh, someone lost their son an accident just all manner of evil will just start collapsing on them All manner. All sorts. The Bible was clear on why evil works in a place. It said for where there is dissension and division. It said all manner of evil. It is not where there is no fasting. Why is that? Because when there is dissension and division... Why is there dissension and division? The fasting made it because you sitting next to your neighbor, you're just saying, you know what? This hundred day fasting will bring me into a blessing. It is against your neighbor. You want to be richer than them. And the fasting is the manifestation of your endless greed. Your insatiable desire for prominence among the poor among the wretched it is not community building so come and see evil crashing on these people on their congregation I don't mean the pastor why dissension division so they give all these laws multiply it upon their disciples they can't carry it the disciples can carry it and everybody start falling off they think because the oldest still go to church like you're looking at african churches yeah and you'll see old people like everywhere yet nigeria is like 70 percent youth then you see the concerts and the shows. Then you see junk people. And you're saying, can you not see that they've left you? And even the young people you have there, they have gray hair because the burden you've put on these people. Then comes the burden of holiness. Hi. You see, the burden of holiness was why we sinned. They didn't know when a young man should be a young man. When a young woman should be a young woman, do not mistake this. Great is the mystery of godliness. It's one of the pillars of this house. So the moment we're looking at someone and say, well, if you want to go sleep around, sleep around. We're I'm just saying that, you know what? Um, you, you'll be replenished. 
It's simple. And someone takes that as, or whatever we say, takes it as, oh, we can't live anyhow we like. We're just saying, you're already out of seed anyways. Like you've reached your saturation point on seed. We need fresh souls. So it doesn't matter. Do what you like. Actually, I need to get to this value point tonight, then I'll close. So, but, but there's a time for a person to be a certain age. There's a time for someone to be as lost as you want to call it, yet in the word. And there's a time you say, you've outgrown that now. Nobody outgrows certain kind of sin. It's just that their mind is active enough to be disciplined. I won't say more than that. People say, well, some people can't just take the word and interpret it in a certain way. Uh, one of the pastors told me yesterday, the word actually made someone, not, not my word, maybe his word, actually made someone start to model for lingerie. Like she heard the word and confidence rose up in her. Now, I can't blame her for that. That's a level of exposure. What, the, what happened is she felt not self-confident. Now she feels confidence to now do what the word actually gave her the confidence. So I said, okay, I'm not going to turn to the person and say, how evil are you? No, she doesn't know. She's an 18, 19 year old person strictly from the street or from somewhere else. She doesn't know. So what do you tell that kind of a person? It's simple. You do know the word fornication or adultery does not actually exist in Bible interpretation. You do know there's only one thing that exists there. It's called prostitution. Prostitution therefore means seduction. It is the seduction that God frowns heart. Because you have to lose someone into something in order to pay you something to become something. So it is prostitution. Um, hence why, anyway, forget that. I will lose my, do what you like. Let me go back to my chain of thought. Again, that would take a nurturing. You have to nurture someone. They have to grow through a rank. They have to know that they are accepted. But you can't take the word and then go to some opposite side and tell me, as an adult, haven't been in the world for two years, it's because of the word. No, it's not because of the word. It's because you are evil by you. You're just evil. It's not, you're just not sincerely a good person. <laughs> you're not. Like, the word makes someone think, create a company, a company and make a million. How did it turn you to that? You're just who you are. And probably, you need to get that out of your system first and then we make the tree good and then the fruit will be good. It can't be a permanent state. So anyways, back to these Pharisees. They heaped up things. Laws like. I'm just laying the foundation then I'll get into the solution. You know, when we were growing up in church, night vigil was not a suggestion. It was a commandment. Like if you don't do it, you get stoned. Well, 
in our case, you get stoned physically. It may not be physical stone, but you get beaten because you didn't go to church with your parents. In the case of some of your parents that were here, they get stoned mentally. They feel like they are not, God is not loving them. And pastors actually prayed on that. You know, pastors prayed on it. You see, uh, the pastor started preaching, say, you were not in the Sunday service, you were not in night video. So, and you wonder why God is not blessing you. Well, if you say that to me today, you'll wonder why I won't give you offering after this service because I went to work for you to be high do. And now you're running your mouth. No more offering. No more offering. Because you are idle because you were sleeping all day whilst I was working and it's my time to work now. And you say, my video. But you were sleeping. So I wasn't sleeping, I was meditating. Exactly what Francis would say. Still after you, sir. I was meditating. But exactly where? In your bed? So no, I put the Bible on my neck and go on my chest and go <laughs> I know exactly how that feels that's how come you have dreams to come and tell us at night instead of allowing us to go and sleep so that we can dream as I was sleeping today or as I was meditating sorry I had a dream that the Lord is coming oh wow Papa so you were sleeping and you're telling us that you were sleeping you're, that's actual front that's the, that's the real show off <laughs> guys, when you were walking, I was sleeping. And when you should sleep, I kept you awake. Woo! And you're going to give me money for sleeping now. <laughs> then I had a dream. Why don't you tell us your dream in the daytime? So, you know, we started dedicating just our Sundays to church stuff. Eventually, it became Monday. Then it became night video. Friday night, when people should be in club, sorry, when people should be at home sleeping. I do this vigil all night. I'm not saying anything is wrong with it if you choose to. But I'm saying it's not a law. But these are the laws we think about. In other words, if you've grown in a community, an environment where you've been where you've been taught something, if you don't do this, then the blessing is not coming. It is therefore a programmed law. Just like I still feel, if I don't give someone with something with a right hand, I'm disrespecting them. The same again, I said self-liberated person like me. How much more you? Many other things programmed in our minds. And it is not an issue. If not that they block us from the five main commandments. So let's go back to replenishing. I'll try to get to value and stop. There are few laws. Laws like. You see seed. It's not a suggestion. Why is that? God mentioned it as a law. As long as the earth remains, prayer time will never cease. Uh -uh. As long as the earth remains, seed, time, and harvest. So even if prayer is a fluke, seed is not. 
You can say you don't see the result of prayer, but no one can say they don't see the result of seed. Otherwise, there will be no fruit, meaning there will be no food. So if I don't see the result of seed, something is wrong with me, not nature. Are you with me tonight? But when he commanded the fig leaf to dry off, the disciples trying to do so, realizing that theirs is not working, is a commandment from their mouth, is a prayer, and he taught them the law of seed time and harvest, taught them the law of faith, saying this is a fluke, but with seed, there's no faith needed. The, the, the faith of seed is the action. So in the law of multiplication, when God wanted to take the earth, there is no need of thinking and praying about it or saying let there be light. He actually had to make and the man he made, he had to sow him. Hence why you then find scriptures like for God so loved the world, he's saying if you believe you sow. It is not based on the conviction of anyone towards me or them telling me it is my own conviction. God taught me about giving to the needy and the greedy. You, didn't, you don't understand. Do you understand giving to the needy, right? If you want to teach in church, they say, well, but why are you giving to the greedy? Because they, I think they have money. Why are they asking you? They are greedy. That's why. Greed is a need. That greed in them means they are needy. So look at these laws. Again, I'll still go back to Genesis, but I need to just rush to this place. I can't wait anymore. Look at these. In, in, if you have my kind of Bible, in Matthew chapter 6, the heading is given to the needy. So you please define who is the needy. The greedy person is the needy person. It never has enough. So in the law of sowing, it is not who to. It's a law by itself. So when we want to complain and listen to people say, but they have, but they have. I don't understand why they know. It's God says, don't listen to him or is woe unto him until he hears the word. Let me teach you the greedy and the needy. They are the same. Because greed is a need. Matthew chapter 6, if you're using my kind of heading, it starts, do you have your ad copy Bible? If you do. It starts with giving to the needy. Someone without spiritual understanding says, hey, they need it. The person that is deaf next door, who became deaf through anointing oil, by the way. From then on, I realized from the Sunday story, if I meet the deaf that needs money, I'll say, okay, can you write how you became deaf? Were you born that way? said, yes, okay, we can help you. Well, I was in church, they were shouting on microphone, be healed, be healed. Imagine the pastor wanted to heal him of migraine and then he goes home deaf. I've heard it before because in deliverance churches, yeah, look at this, this um, joke. In deliverance churches, and when, when we want to cast out demons, you actually move close to the person. You've all been there. We've been there at that point. And you shall come out in their heads. As if to say, the devil 
it has to hear a voice. I don't understand. You just have to grow to understand these things, like exactly what is going on, because you have to move near the hairs. So what has happened is this person finally rolled on the floor on the carpet, raised them, but then again the next day, she's on the healing line, and you said, Why? He said, In my ears, I just hear so she wants to be ill of who in her ears but it happened on the first day of revival because that was the first day they shouted come on come on then they went then they say you devil of deafness come on come on then who stops and then she fell but slammed her head again against the chair and then the spinal cord has snapped so the following month she comes on wheelchair it's a cycle of affliction and when she came on wheelchair now then they eventually healed her wheelchair and she's walking remember how she got there but the problem is the person who borrowed her money for the wheelchair then says, but you now walk. You've not finished paying for the wheelchair. Return the wheelchair so that we can go and sell it. Well, she left it at church. You wonder what churches do with wheelchair. They've sold it or hired it on higher purchase to the name people who didn't walk in the last revival. Foolish people. Yeah, they can lease it on, out on finance. Just say, um, you come. Well, you didn't walk. Because normally in church revival, let me tell you about church revival. Like 20 lame people can come, one will be healed. <laughs> so there are 19 that are left. So they offered them finance on the wheelchairs accumulated over previous revivals. 19 revivals from now, there were 19 healed ones. Foolishness stuff. I say, you're just criticizing all these things. I ask you about my criticism. Is it logical or not? Because if you want to eat tonight, you're going to mix your food logically. If it doesn't end good, if your, your rice is mashed potato, will someone not criticize it? Or are we just going to look at it and say, at least it's cooking? No, that's not rice. That's not jollof rice. That's messed up. The result of the church is messed up. That's not food. So you can call this criticism. We're just saying the result is messed up. Anyways, where were we? Where were we? Matthew 6. Let's rush this through. Let's see. Giving to the needy. Thank you. Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. Uh -huh. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. Thank you. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets. Thank you. As the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be honored by others. Truly I tell you. They have received their reward in full. Verse 3. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Verse 4. So that your giving may be in secret. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Verse 5. And when you pray. Wait, wait. 
You see that one to four. When a religious person takes that, they will say to us, so why do you announce your giving? They are saying religiously, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. I said, but verse 5 said, when you pray, do not be like the hypocrite for they stand for they love to pray standing in churches. So before you come after me, just know that you're not supposed to be praying. In, if you want to take this literally, you're not supposed to be praying in church too. Do you understand that? If this is how you want to interpret it, number one, my scripture, the reason why we announce our giving, so to speak, is the Bible says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. That's scripture. So someone wants to use this to be stingy because when you say I'm giving secretly, we don't know. Maybe you are. But before you slam it and use it to hide, just remember that that synagogue prayer you're doing also is addressed here. It said they love to pray in church. Then it told you where you should pray. You want to take it literally. It told you where to pray. They love to pray standing in the synagogue on the street corner to be seen by others. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward in full. Uh -huh. But when you pray, go into your room. Literally, we shouldn't pray in church. Literally, we shouldn't pray in church. We should pray in our rooms. Before you breathe now, religious people are going to take that and say, Aha, you see, no. Let your light so shine before men. That's the one we're going to take. And also, when the widow was given, Jesus saw what they are given. So let's walk past this now, please. Then they will be rewarded, verse 7. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans. The, now we're getting to the main topic tonight. When you pray, do not keep babbling like pagans, for they think... They will be heard because of their many words. Do you see why he used the word pagans on them? It was their culture and tradition that taught them how to pray. Therefore, they are pagans. They are not kingdom people. So you ask a person, he said, I pray all night. I said, exactly what are you saying? What were you saying? The art is the center of God's communication with man. He asks you, I want you to keep that thought. He asks you not to babble like the pagans, not to respond to spiritual things through culture and tradition. For they think, they how, how did their tradition come up? The thinking. Their prayer life was based on how they think. But they did not think as new generation men. They thought like pagans. Pagan does not necessarily mean evil. It is just their community. It's their society. It's the way they were raised. Your perception tonight on issues, on what you will call problems or how much money you have or not, your perception was formed before you were born. You only grew into it. What a million means to you and what it means to a billionaire son are two different things. 
So it brings that to the kingdom value of prayer tonight. And it says, do not be like, for they think like. What should you then think like? The five commandments. When you think about losses, you have to think replenish. So losses will no longer be lost to you. It will be opportunity. Reread the definition of replenish, please. Quickly. Don't slow me down now. Tell me. To fill. To fill. You cannot fill something that is not empty. If your finances are always empty, God is saying we know you have the capacity, you have the word, you have enough word from your leaders about replenishing. So don't think about it as loss. Think about it as commandment to feel, to feel, tell me. Or build up again. To feel or build up again. Jesus looked at the disciples one day and he said, destroy this temple and I will build it back in three days. It's not saying things like it's taking me 33 years to get here. It's not saying it's taking us so, so, so in the world of accumulation that the pagans, they calculate how long it's taking them to get here. Jesus is saying if you destroy this in three minutes or three hours or three days, I will rebuild this. I will build it again. Everything that it was, it was until 33 years old, they destroyed it on the cross one day and in three days it rebuilt it, replenished. Why? Did he allow death? He allowed death to show them that he can restart man again. So whenever you find yourself tonight, it is not too late to rebuild because you have the commandment to replenish in our culture. According to the laws that we met, we were told that rebuilding takes time. They said, well, you don't waste your life. Now you're saying, even to a certain age, if it looks like I've wasted it, I can replenish you know the default setting in you when you no longer care the default setting in you when you're no longer worried that default setting will switch back to the five commandments it will switch back to replenishment but when you care and you're worried you will get into the pagan's habits understood the commandment of replenish your houses can replenish don't be dependent on people your job to people is to sow into them and love them not fear not what if this person leaves I'm grateful for those who used to pay tithe that left because without them, we would not know that there's a world after tithe. We wouldn't know. You must be grateful for certain people. They may look profitable in your life that worked out. Business that you worked at and it looks like it failed. Replenish. Build again. As the it's a commandment, it's not a suggestion. You know, when you get to the place where you're no longer afraid of something breaking down, then the thing won't break. You don't did you understand that? 
And the breaking is when you began to pray like pagans. Oh God, save this thing. That's why. So it's now gone on 30 days fasting for his business. Then on the 30th day, the business collapsed. Why? You were fasting when you should be thinking. You are a replenisher. You build again. In building again, you're not doing anything extraordinary. You're just being you. You just see. That's what you are. Do not go on like the pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for uh -huh. your father knows what you need before you ask. Him. In other words, he's even saying, if you think that needs will be met because you are asked, well, it's okay to do the exercise of prayer, but he already knew what you need anyways. So there's no need. Why then do we pray? Or how then do we pray? Imagine, I'm grateful that the disciples then looked at him and said, okay, how should we pray? Tell me, please. This then is how you should this pray. This then is how you should pray. It didn't say these are the words you should say. This is the how. This is the mechanism. This is the structure of some sort. Our Father. In heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come. This is then the call tonight. Your kingdom is Adam. Because before, let's assume God stays in heaven for once. Let's just assume, right? Where, how would you know his kingdom? What is it? If king means king and dominion, two words joined together. What is the example of it? What is the embodiment of it? You won't know. Just like the Pharisees didn't teach us. And when you don't see the kingdom, you then set rules. Because rules make you feel like you belong to a society, a club. Hence why Moses said rules. So he said, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is done in heaven. Uh-huh. Give us today our daily bread. Tell me. And forgive us. And this is one of the reasons why I don't understand 100 days fasting. Because you've been asking God, give us our daily bread. So the bread is here, but you didn't eat it. Say, so, okay, that's fine for one day. Second day, give us our daily bread. But the bread is here, you didn't eat it. Three days after, it says, okay, no more bread. Then you finish fasting and then no bread. Forgive us our debt. As we also have forgiven our debtors. Uh -huh. And lead us not into temptation, uh -huh. but deliver us from the evil. For yours. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Even places forgiveness. Imagine, imagine this. I, you should understand the struggle of the person who translated this then. Imagine this. It's told you you can ask for forgiveness in prayer. Yeah? Forgive us our trespasses. Then he writes, there's a mechanism to forgiveness. Do you understand the struggle of someone from Aramaic translating this? It looks disjointed because it's just said, because prayer to us look like non-mechanical. You just tell him, oh, Father, forgive me. Then he looks at it and says, oh, by the way, sorry, um, there's a logic to forgiveness for if you forgive those who trespass against you 
your father will forgive you. In other words, it's not forgiving you because you prayed. It's forgiving you because you forgave. But you just said I should pray for it. Which then brings the whole concept of prayer being illogical into question. Because you just made a logic out of it. But that's not my issue tonight. You can figure that out at home. Tell me, please, quickly. But, but if you do not forgive other sins, your father will not forgive your sins. Jump all the way, please, if you don't mind, to verse 19. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. Uh -huh. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. Uh -huh. For where your treasure is, there your heart will I be I want to start also. closing. Look at me, please, if you can. If you've not gone blind from anointing in your eyes, please, let me have your attention. In the creation of this word, let's say you honor, you respect what pity had become. I'm telling you that the only way that happened is I, I allow some thoughts to come through me. It's like I can hear those thoughts. In the hearing of this thought, which then becomes word that I tell you, then becomes your own action. In the hearing of these thoughts, you can almost touch those thoughts. They are so real. Like if for those thoughts or that thought, you have to be killed for it in a minute, you won't mind. When you take those thoughts and you begin to speak it, because I'm a servant of God as a preacher, when you begin to speak those thoughts, the people destined for what God wants to do in that time and period will find themselves acting in that manner. Someone can be sitting next to a destined person and not obey it. You would wonder why they don't have the result of the person they are sitting next to. But if you give it three, four, five, six years, seven years, you start hearing it from their mouth, what was in their heart. That means as the mind of God was being poured out, these are the replacement for the so-called deliverance or healing. The healing is from the heart. How do I plug your own heart? Because what is supposed to happen, those of you who believe you are called to the finance world, it is the same thought that should flow through you that makes you go and do something in finance like that because you are a preacher of the word in money. Now, what blocks those thoughts from moving? Remember, the heart is where it communicates from. Now, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be. So what has happened in my own life, and I have to use mine instead of we, so that you were clear for tonight, is that my treasure shifted elsewhere. When God called us to this work, my treasure is only in the word. So once your heart is where your treasure is, where your treasure is, there your heart will be. So if you only treasure the word, your heart is there, that means it is easy for the word to flow to you and flow through you. So I want to give you the next scripture 
which I'm only giving you to establish this in case you still don't understand this. So what makes our heart flow freely like that is because our art, or what makes the world flow freely to our art is because our treasure is in only one place. In the commandments it gave Adam, the five commandments. If you link your art only to that place, you will hear the same word. Why was Adam no longer a perfect creator? His art shifted. He was convinced by his wife to build talent and to build self. His treasure base was taken from the evening word, the word in the cool of the day, into his own clothing. His heart was shifted. So where Adam's treasure was, was in the fellowship in the cool of the day with the world. And as long as that was there, it was creating a whole new world. It was a leader of no comparison. It was a leader first in his rank. After him, many will come, but it will be compared to none. Are you listening to me tonight? It was on his own lane, but his lane was not mediocre lane. It was the first lane. It was the first man because his treasure was in the cool of the day, in the word place. And all of a sudden, his treasure shifted from the workplace into self-preservation, into his own clothing. So you know people, you are hearing the word, but their mind is, can we finish? I need to quickly go somewhere. Their treasure, the base. It's not the word. It's not the word. You can fellowship. Imagine in COD, you've had fellowship, you've played, you had fun, but there's still one or two people that was just waiting. Well, let's finish. I need to go and meet some people, then we'll have fun. In other words, say, I'm here, but you know, and there are still other people you may not know. I still need to go and have fun with them. Treasure base. Because how much more pleasure can you have? Like what else did, do you want to do? then we know it's, it's not what you want to do. It is, look at this, in case you think you've had um, treasure, it is a kingdom thing. Someone says, what do you mean kingdom thing? Adam was your kingdom come. I told you at the beginning, when he taught them, our father who is in heaven, your kingdom come. He was saying, may Adam come. So when he said your kingdom come, he's saying, may the Christ be manifest. That is kingdom. That is kingdom. So he was teaching them, the disciples, when you say your kingdom come, I'm here with you. But you have to see me as the kingdom. If you cannot see me as the kingdom, it can't be the base of your treasure. If it is not the base of your treasure, any other thing that gives you satisfaction outside of me, you still go for it. It is not what you do there. It's why you are there. You know why it is kingdom. You believe that person or that thing can give you something that you so much desire. Do you understand this thing? Kingdom is 
you see, he said, little frogs, don't be afraid, for it is your father's good will to give you the kingdom. If you don't believe the word and leadership can give you power, political or finance in the future, what you will do is you will fellowship with other strange beings because that's kingdom to you. So it teaches the real disciple how to pray. Because you cannot value what you don't know. And if you cannot value it, you can't have it. Let me close with this scripture. Look at this scripture. Matthew 13, verse 44. Is this too complicated? You know, for the first gen and some of the second gen, I've told you, my words is the teaching to you. For those who are younger, my look and living is the preaching to them. So you have to be diligent enough to be able to translate that to them. And may God give them understanding. Tell me. Again. Again. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. Did you see where we started from before we go to Matthew 13? For wherever your treasure is, there your heart will be. Then he declares again to us, he said again I say to you, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field which a man found and hid. And for the joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. So do you understand preaching now? Do you understand seed? Does that give you an insight into, into seed? No. I know the answer is no, but you can say yes, right? Let me break it down. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure. This treasure is hidden in a field. Let's assume there are just seven fields. Seven mountains of human endeavor. Which of these mountains is the strongest? Religion. Why? God saying to Abraham, in you all the nations of the earth will be blessed and three religions came from him. Who represents the religious mountain in Christian lives? A pastor or an apostle? The five. He gave some to be apostles, pastors, evangelists, teachers and all that. Five. It's a field. So one day, a hobby or child pastor is walking about London. Then he discovers a PT. In PT's field, he didn't meet me as a rapper. He didn't meet me as a fashionista. He met me as a preacher. I represent a mountain. I'm a preacher. Then, Obi comes, Charles comes, William comes, Wilfred comes. Four at the same time. They are all around this field. All of a sudden, Obi realizes this is treasure. He's found a word. Something that a pity is preaching in his own field. Are you listening to me? It's found it as a treasure. Wilfred didn't see treasure. Charles didn't see treasure. William didn't see treasure. 
but they all worked on that field. So Wilfred left with Charles and with William. Obi said nothing. Obi did not come to the treasure and say, I so love you, sir. Wow, what a treasure. He looks at it. He eyes it. He goes away. He finds seed and he buys that field. Let me tell you something, friends. If you find anyone in your life at this point in your life that you can call treasure, the bank of a wisdom or whatever, as far as that generation and what God is calling you to do is concerned, that's the kingdom. Did you hear what I'm saying? Let your kingdom come. It's no longer a prayer for you. It's there. Can you see it? And if it is treasure, what do we then do? We say, we love you so much, sir. No, it goes away. For the joy over it, it goes away. It sells all he has. And it becomes a stakeholder in that field. It's not sowing to the field. It buys it. Do you understand what this means? And in case someone thinks that is just carnal, for God so loved the world twice. In Adam, he attempted to take the world. What did he have to do? He found treasure in a field. He is called man. He wrote on the field, breathed into him. He gave the man all his God. He goes away, invites Christ, brings him into the treasure called man. Do you understand why I started with what is man that you take cognizance of him? He puts all he has into this man. This man was told to replenish. The man failed. Then God tried Moses. Tried everything and it didn't work. Then he had to come himself as Yehoshua, a Mashiach. He found treasure in a field. And when he found the treasure, he needed to buy that field. He cannot command the field to be. If you meet a real treasure, the, you buy it. You don't say you love it without buying it. You're looking I've asked today, there are great people in the world, and P.O. did make reference to the fact that in the whole world, you have people, he mentioned some books, which I highly recommend not to read. You know why I recommend you not to read it? Everybody you meet have read, met, met, met or met, they just say, oh, have you read Richard Broderick? Have you read that? You're thinking, if you read it, I, I certainly would, would pass. So it's nothing wrong with the book. That's just how my own mind works. Anyways, I want you to think critically about this thing. If you find real treasure, what price are you willing to pay for it? And there are all these great people in the world, but I've asked for the sake of this house, for the sake of the people God is going to use and choose, and for the sake of the people God will not. Everybody has to hear the same thing so that nobody gives excuse. All the people that you call great, and I do accept that there are few great people in the world. Ask 
if any of them has built a family system this strong when they were 42, most of them are 17 now, right? Or 99, claiming 70. Ask what if they've built this kind of system, tested, approved, and known with their own men. Forget 42. We've built this since I was 30 something. Ask if you find treasure, would you buy? And what's the price of treasure? How much is a person willing to pay for treasure? It doesn't matter how old a son or a daughter is. We have either it is verbal communication or body language communication. I'm saying, you do know you don't owe me anything. I'm not trying to prosper through you. Like, we can refer to most sons and daughters and say, in your own life, I've paid my dues. So you do with it. If you, if I can... um tell you something and you're not going to obey it even though we're reasoning together and you're still not going to obey that means your treasure is no longer here. so whatever your heart is you go there go poor that's where your treasure is then go do it and don't think for a day um, pity might be angry feeling some I will not feel anything because I'm on a mission this field is for the highest bidder it's simple Let's not deceive ourselves. Imagine the reason why God had only one son. Because he wants to be the highest bidder in the sacrifice of bidding for the earth. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Is intentional. If a Jamaican can give birth to 50 children, Almighty God can certainly have 100. We had one to prove to you that it is not the sexual exchange that brings forth babies. It's the attention to details that produces sons and daughters. And to be the highest eh? he has to let go of the only one. They purchased this field. This man went away, first eat the treasure, went away, sold all his God, and bought the field. You know, those of us who are called to be billionaires or so, again, I'll use that as the first example. You first buy the field you discovered. You buy it out. Why did I then mention that out of the seven mountains, the preaching mountain, the, the, the religious mountain is the number one. That's why God set me up, set us up to be pastors. It's a set up. And what the devil wants to do is for us to just say, oh, we're no longer pastors. If you're not a pastor, you see the world will accept. They just can't merge business and church. Say, let me tell you, they would have to merge. They would, it would take time, but we have to merge because you want us to leave that calling and claim to be something else so that you can accept us. So I will have no field to sell to these guys that are supposed to be the billionaires. They will have no purchase field. We'll all be struggling for business. 
He said, you see that pastor? He's a pastor, but he's also a oil mogul. I don't want to be any garden oil mogul. I don't like oil. I like the word. I like power. Why is that? So someone says, what should we give you for all this? Say, give my sons X, Y, Z. Not me. You're going to exchange it. It's going to be a problem. They will have nothing to buy. It's the kingdom of God. So when he told them how to pray, said your kingdom come. Jesus is saying, Peter, imagine the last conversation. Peter and Jesus was, do you love me? Peter said, yes. And he asked him three times until Peter started getting angry. He said, if you love me, feed my sheep. He said, for verily, very early I say unto you, when you were young, people carried you. Uh-huh. He said, but now the time is coming. You'll be led to where you don't even want to go. He's telling him, can you buy this treasure? It will cost you. I've been leading actively 18 years. I can see when people's heart change to another, where, where, to something else. I know it. You don't have to talk to me. And at that point, I'm trying to work hard to liberate them. Saying to them, your first loyalty belongs to you. And say, well, but isn't that supposed to be the other way around? No, no, no. If I've seen your limitation in life, I want to liberate you. Be loyal to you. Forget, oh, I'm loyal to PT. Forget all that story. I'm not an emotional mess. You understand? Emotional mess wants to hear that. Don't tell me your loyalty belongs. Your loyalty belongs to where your seed belongs to. And that seed is the taking of your whole life sown into something and the something is just kingdom so we must have leaders that are complete kingdom addicts if I want to locate my pastor if I wasn't your pastor and I want to locate my pastor I'll see when they start building a family they have kids now because people's emotion they say your emotion will change when you have kids yeah right because you were never busy we're never busy. Your emotions dedicated to one thing through five commandments because it is even only in that that your kid will not become Ken. The moment they were able to shift Adam's treasure to himself, that was the end of humanity. And Jesus looks at Peter and warns him again. There's no Christianity in an African man. There's none. Call me what you like. I've studied these things, these people. You call them people. Call things. Everything that comes out of the African man or woman toward God is for self. But you see, this guy was so self as well, but he directed self in a location of saying, I found something. 
your heart must be. So if I look at a pastor, Samehonia, Nikki, I have a, a, a hobby. I'm looking at a treasure. What are they to me? For me, I don't know what I am to them. That's their problem. For me and many of you, I can't keep mentioning them. Don't be an emotional mess where you start complaining. Oh, they don't even mention my own name. You see, they've left me. That's a, when someone begins to talk to you like that, when they finish, it doesn't matter if they are, they are like 15 years your senior. Just say, bow your heads. Let me pray for you. Like, listen to them as if you appear and say, you need to be prayed for. Because honestly, the moment you start pitying them as if oh, they are doing that to you, you know you're, 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 you're just as messed up as them. Just say, you know, they imagine you're talking to your younger and they are looking at you and then they face it. So, bow your head. Let me pray for you. You need help. You're damaged. Something is mentally and fundamentally wrong with you. There's no adult that complains of being neglected. No, no right-thinking, mentally fit adult ever does that. Not to now talk of an adult in this house. You are fit. You are a fighter. You were trained to create space for yourself. Say so they didn't invite me for that dinner. You are created to create your own dinner and make it as significant. Then we are all building this thing together. You see, they had a party and we are not supposed to come, Abby. When someone says that to you, when they finish, tell them, bow your heads. Let me pray for you. On that note, you can then begin to do rap on them. They will need that one. They need it. The real intercession. So, if art is going to communicate with her, it's a treasure-based place. Imagine, we wanted to buy then a, a land on Metaverse. Metaverse. You can't see the land. And they say, this land is $300,000. And it's a little plot. You can't, as in, you are all young. It's Metaverse. Why would someone go spend 300000 there? They see treasure. If we had time to continue that scripture, but because I've said that's the last scripture, it went further. It dug more and it said, the eyes is the light of the body. He said, if therefore your perspective, he said, in other words, perspective, perspective is the pointer of life. How you see things. He said, if therefore your perspective be dark, how dark is your whole body? If you're looking at treasure and you can't see it. Imagine some of us grew with parents who already feel 100,000 giving is a lot. You are in dev devil's... Yeah. You are in hell. Who already a parent, a mother who already thinks giving 100k is a lot. Whereas you can turn to them and say, Your mates, like them Bill Gates, are saying, 
this year we will give 50 million to, to orphanage or whatever the hell they say they give to. But you're growing with a perspective of ah, 100,000 in a year, ah. You're already in the devil's cage. The eyes is the light of the body. So what is your preacher's job? To open your eyes. Your leader must be telling you, you don't know an average person. Is typically built to make a million a year. I don't even think average, do they do a million a year? A million would be how much? But let's say the biggest dreamer, you go to church, you, you're told to make two million a year. Church won't say that, right? Let's, let's put it at it. Let's just say a million in Jesus' name. So when I use that name, you know what I'm trying to say. A million? We're saying, you see, giving a million a year in this field only earns you there's no plot of land for you, sorry. It earns you an handshake. The people will get a word at the end of the year. <laughs> he said on a cup. Or well, the cup will have family on it though. And if imagine you say, oh, but it shouldn't be that much. Imagine the land you buy that will prosper you. You first devalue it. You devalue the land. The word is everything. Every layer of your eyes, the inner eyes, start popping open. I know some have popped open this evening, popped open on Sunday, popped open last Thursday. Your perspective start changing. The first thing that happens if your life is going to change is perspective changes first. You don't look at Lady Joe London and say, oh, that's just a 10K company. She carries herself. You know, I mean, congratulations to Elite. I love where you're starting from and what you've done on Sunday. I think it's amazing and inspiring. But the question comes and says, could they have opened that shop in Chelsea? I know you will, but I, I need to bring a sense out of this. I said, the person leading it is a barber. They've not told us he's a businessman. You as a black guy, you probably don't know how to cut white hair. But guess what? You don't need to know. You just have to have a business cap enough to know that it is not your barbing skill. It's your barber's gathering skill. So if the same guy is still babbing 24 months after, then you know something is wrong. But it's still fine for him because if you were a restless youth that didn't know how to make 2K a month legally before, and all of a sudden you can make five, six for yourself, you say, wow. So I ask, like Nine Shield Security, as they tell me about their feet, so we 
employs also so amount of people. Those stories are good, but they don't excite me. You know why? There are many black people that have started companies that have employed so many like that, but they fell off. Who is still in the game? Some white guys. Then I say, why do you think they remain in the game? Number one, because they are white. Is that because white raises racism? No, because the money that means something to you don't mean that to them. By the time you employ 700 people, 1,000 people, and you make 15K profit on it, you say, wow, you see the white man that is your competitor, it's nothing to him. He's just looking at that and he is in the arena where his people are working by himself as a poor man. Because he's not rich where he wants to. He's not even close. And in that same world, in that same world, friends, and I want to say this with politeness, in that same world, the person, the, the, the number five commandment said you should honor, decides that what he will do, your own father, is to go and take security job in this same freaking goddamn holy world. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's his choice. But don't make me honor him. Make me respect him. He decides that the build up and the culmination of my life is going to be that that's his decision and the same man the same man guys that same guy has like three girlfriends that's how they call it they call it girlfriend nothing wrong with girlfriend it's just that as a security garden guy you have time to talk to women and to actually see through consummate like you have the time, you've got the sense of pleasure. And you don't look at your kids and say, I, anyway, let me just stop preaching because I can say this till tomorrow. So we are even talking of a, of a, of a 33 year old saying, I employ 1000 people. And we're saying that's not even impressive. It is a good start. 31, sorry. It's a good start. It's, you've got to exercise so that I don't start inflating your age. Nobody knows who I'm, who I'm talking about. It's your turn to bully him. Sir? You better do it. Have dominion. <laughs> you try it. Subdue the earth. You know, what are we going to sing tonight, best choir in the world? Let me just stop talking. I, I think I've done my job tonight. So our target meeting is, yes, please. He'll say, well, you give to all this greedy guy. Please, please, I beg of you. Let's be doing it. If you don't like it, don't participate. Maybe, maybe, even if you don't participate, maybe we won't even be able to do it. But we don't know. Try. God makes the rain fall on the good and the evil. So you can't tell me. Otherwise, we found treasure. Everyone listening to me tonight. So how would you estimate me i think pastor sam for me now i think is what a billion pounds i think only a billion 
I think dummy. I think we have about 10 people here. What a billion each or more than that, whatever. So that's my own worth because that's how much you're buying the land for. The day you make a billion physical, which there's no rush to that, the day you make it physical, you'll be surprised the land needs a billion physical. Just needs it. But you won't lack. It takes your eyes off that land and puts it into self. I told your leaders in this house there's nothing like not meeting target. The moment you start that journey, not meeting target journey, is a journey. You start not meeting even your own life target. What is God's target for, for gold house now? This house is too old and too small now. Now can be in the next six months. It's just too, too. It, you've taught on this mountain for too long. That's not asking them to change houses tomorrow. But if it is normal only, just only, young man only, this is already too much. But in this land, in this kingdom, it's getting boring. That's what we're saying. That pastor Toby just tells them to, to reach too much for a young man. The young man should be progressive. How do you describe progressive? This is progressive for me. We don't meet up any... If you are small in your fellowship, you feel despised. Buy lands. by emotions go back to the recent sound clouds and think through it and if you don't think what PT is saying is worth this much you put a salary on a PT you don't exaggerate don't do faith thing just you sit down by yourself I know you love me you can say oh at least one billion a day whatever forget that story just you write it and you tell yourself, what if I'm put in position to be able to pay this guy's salary? How much will I give him? And then that becomes your watchword in life. And see what would happen to you. The thing we say this thing to raise seed, we learned how to abound that to our base. It's not difficult for a pity to our ab to base. It's not our, it's not our own need. Is the fact that you wake up in a week and you can't predict how many needy and greedy people you have to give to this week. It says if you have needy more than greedy, it's still not balanced. It's like God putting rain on good people and there's no rainfall in Nigeria. How? The, 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 Nigeria, of course, the, the guardian of the greedy. It's a kingdom. So guess what? The kingdom is with you. The family heads. The kingdom. Do you value this system? They don't stop buying. And that's going to cost you all the life that Adam gave you. You know the life Adam gave you? Is your credit rate everything Adam gave you. I've seen in this house beyond that how God can give our seed, can give a person a house or whatever or a car 
without the greatest credit because they've used it for the house and then they still got the best car without needing to kill I've seen it so I'm not preaching what I've not seen and if the pastor is the one saying it happened to me, maybe you can't believe his testimonies. But what about others? The kingdom is here. As you grow in the work and you hear more word, the temptation is value will reduce. Value is something you do on a daily basis. It's treasure. This is treasure base. All of a sudden now, again and again, the whole world and people, imagine people walking into, we are having to choose who should do the documentary or the movie of Spark Nation or Spark for Netflix. We are having to choose. Now you have four or five people or four or five companies saying, which, it's become a story, right? They all want it. And on that terms, you can say, well, you know, for the first times we're airing, not, not really first times, but at least from the basis you're airing, you know, it is strange to me if people sit me down and say, we don't even need any money for this project. You know, in my in the pities here, it's a strange music because even those who don't need the money, we say, ah, oh, we just need about some money. I say, no, we don't need a penny. So you don't, but I do. Official producer, Shepherds. That's just simple. Because you were not looking for a story to be told. You're a kingdom. You're a people. Where this goes, you won't care where this goes until you begin to look more at yourself. How is this going to profit me, she says. I said, I really want to tell you how this is going to profit you, but the reason why I won't tell you is because it won't profit you because your attention has been drawn to you now. That's where your question is coming from. It's you. You become harder in the garden. And someone has told you, you're a grown man now, look after yourself. But if P.T. was looking after himself, if everybody was looking after themselves, you won't be raised. You wouldn't have come this far. If it is individualism, you won't be here. This kingdom. Let me sing with you tonight. Are you going to think with me tonight as we pray? Our God, is that what you want to sing? Let's go. Our God. <laughs>